And good Sunday morning to you. Hope everybody had a wonderful and blessed Christmas, and we are just thankful uh, to be able to come to you another Sunday and um, just enjoy God's word once again. As we do, um, I'm, I'm going to call this the Sunday after service. <laughs> but how was your Christmas? You know, we um, find that answer. And as, you're, as you go places and you talk to people, the, the common question we're going to field maybe for the next week or two when we run into people, how was your Christmas? And I've heard that question asked and I've heard this response. I'm so happy Christmas is over. And honestly, I find that to be a little sad that that's the response that some give. You know, the truth is for many, Christmas 2020 is over. In fact, (laughs) 2020 is over. But for so many, Christmas is already over. And this year, people maybe have celebrated Christmas without Christ. They've celebrated without celebrating Christ. You know, maybe the birth of Jesus mentioned in a carol or a Christmas song, but ignored or forgotten. They didn't talk about it. They didn't live it. I've heard people complain about not being able to find good Christmas cards and uh and and have even heard people in stores who are looking asking uh, i remember being in hallmark one time and hearing a clerk asked why do all the cards have something to do with christ all these cards are boring what does jesus have to do with christmas anyway <laughs> really the birth of Jesus for far too many, it's just a story. Like Santa or the Grinch or a movie. Look, I hope that your Christmas included Christ this year. I hope you spent time thinking about the birth of our Savior. I hope you took the opportunity to speak to your family and to your friends about the real reason for Christmas. Because for many people, Christmas is more about having an excuse for excess than an opportunity to hear the truth about who Jesus was and who Jesus is. Shops seem to like Christmas and Easter holidays. In fact, it's the 27th of December. (laughs) It's very likely that some shops already have out the Easter. In fact, I think a couple days before Christmas, I saw... The Reese's eggs already in the stores. And somebody joked, well, it's white chocolate, so they're the color of snow. <laughs> in the newspapers, you find advertisements for summer holidays. You find advertisements on television offering payment plans for next Christmas. And yeah, Christmas comes and Christmas goes and life moves quickly. And perhaps even in your own home, you have left Christmas behind. Maybe your tree is still up, but it's empty underneath. Maybe you had family visiting, or maybe you had a Zoom meeting, whatever it might have been. This is 2020. 
And either they've left for their own homes or perhaps you never were able to get together. Maybe all that's left of your Christmas turkey is the bare bones. or Maybe you're planning to have some uh, for lunch today. All the preparation, all the excitement, all the expense, and now it's over for another year. So how did it feel for you? How was Christmas 2020? Maybe it wasn't what you expected. Now that it's over, maybe the excitement of life has passed. Maybe it's done. You know, life is already returning to some kind of normalcy, right? (laughs) I say that jokingly. We've been waiting for normal since March. But whatever normal might be, maybe you're trying to get there. I wonder if Mary and Joseph were hoping for a life to return to normal as well. I mean, if you think Christmas was busy, it was nothing compared to theirs. Think back to that first Christmas. It must have been difficult for Mary and Joseph, right? A long journey to Bethlehem, not for a nice little winter getaway, but a journey so that they could pay their taxes. A journey that was not easy and the best of times when you're nine months pregnant, either walking or on the back of a donkey or riding in a cart, it's probably a journey that's rough. And worse than we could imagine. Then you arrive in Bethlehem on what seemed to be the busiest day of the year because there were no rooms available anywhere. Years before the invention of the telephone, so Joseph couldn't call ahead to book a room. No internet with sites like TripAdvisor or Hotel Finder. And honestly, Even if it had existed at the time, LastMinute.com would have only been able to offer them a room share of a smelly old stable complete with straw and animals. Then they gave birth. No doctor. No midwife. No epidural. (laughs) No gas, no air, whatever, you know, maybe a little gas from the animals. I don't know. But the first Christmas, the birth of Jesus, one of the most important events in the entire history of the world, an event that changed the relationship of the world with God. The birth of Emmanuel, God with us. Then the first ever unexpected Christmas gifts arrive. The, the, the guests arrive and the shepherds showed up. <laughs> I've, I've spent a lot of time looking at some memes out there because it tickles me to death to see the one of uh, where it says that you know imagine mary having just given birth and this little boy comes in and says that what this baby needs now is a drum solo right little drummer boy but look the shepherds arrive and and they're unexpected guests for the parents Their day had been far from normal, too. Angels appearing, announcing the birth of Jesus, sending shepherds off to see them for themselves. Often when we see the little nativity pictures, the wise men are there at the same time, but the truth is they probably didn't see Jesus until he was nearly two years old. The wise men, the magi, they came from the east and they worshiped Jesus, bringing gifts with them. But then things take a turn for the worst. The Gospel of Matthew records the difficulties that happened after that first Christmas. The normal life that Mary and Joseph had perhaps been hoping for was not to be. Matthew records the tears and the fears, the pain and the problems. And it's not a pretty part of the Christmas story. You won't find it on a Christmas card or sung about in a carol. 
Most churches spend weeks before Christmas preaching about the events leading up to the birth of Jesus, speaking about what Mary and Joseph went through prior to his birth, but sermons about what happened to Mary and Joseph after Christmas are rare. In fact, sermons about Joseph are rarely preached at all. I've, I've spent some time on those things this year, but as part of the Christmas story, Joseph is very important. Joseph was the person who would become Jesus' stepfather, the one that God trusted to raise his son. Joseph was the person who would become Jesus' stepfather and play a pretty important role. Do you realize the Bible doesn't record anything that Joseph ever said? Joseph is easily ignored in the Christmas story. The emphasis is always on Jesus, Mary, the shepherds, and the wise men. But after that first Christmas, life would never be the same for Mary and Joseph. Dr. Luke usually went into great detail about important events in the life of Jesus and the early church in both the book of Luke and the book of Acts. Yet in his gospel in Luke 2, 39 and 40, he sums up the 12 years after the first Christmas like this. He says, when Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom and God's favor was on him. Thankfully, the Gospel of Matthew gives us a lot more detail about what happened to Joseph, Mary, and Jesus in Matthew 2, 13 through 23. Let's look at the first three verses there. After the wise men were gone and the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until until I tell you to return because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet, saying, I called my son out of Egypt. So after the wise men visited Mary and Joseph, presented them with their gifts, then they leave. They present the child with gifts. The family goes to bed and Joseph is met with a dream. And this isn't the first dream that Joseph has had. When the angel appeared to Mary and told her she would become pregnant, God spoke to Joseph in a dream as well. And in that dream, an angel of the Lord tells Joseph to flee to Egypt now because Herod is going to try to kill Jesus. Now, there are several things we learn here. One, Joseph was obedient to God. One, he, he married Mary. He followed through. Well, two, he didn't waste any time. He didn't wait till morning. He didn't think, well, I've got a little bit of time. We've got to figure this out. No, when he woke from the dream, he grabbed Mary and Jesus and he took off and fled. He didn't wait. He got them packed that night and headed to Egypt. In the middle of the night, God said, get up and go. And Joseph didn't argue. He didn't ask for plan B. He didn't wait to try to figure it all out. He obeyed. And God provided. Listen, when God calls, he provides in Egypt. And God provided financially for Joseph, Mary, and Jesus Jesus, with the gift of gold that the wise men had brought to them. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under. Mary, Joseph, and Jesus left at the right time. The land that had once enslaved the Jews, God now used to protect his people. 
Look, Herod was a mean, he was a vicious person. History had a lot to say about him. Caesar Augustus was quoted as saying that it would be better to be King Herod's pig than his son. (laughs) Why is that? Pigs were protected by the law. The family was not. King Herod had already killed two of his own sons. He had strangled them. He also killed one of his ten wives, his favorite wife, because he thought that she had been unfaithful to him. She hadn't. Herod killed his 18-year-old brother-in-law because the Jews liked him better than they liked Herod. Herod also killed his favorite wife's grandfather and her 80-year-old uncle who had once saved Herod's life. Herod killed his own uncle and his mother-in-law. Herod was the sort of person that would no hesitation in ordering the male babies in Bethlehem to be killed. There was not. There would be none. He didn't bat an eye at what he had just pushed. But God provided. And God had a perfect plan. God's plan is always perfect. Listen, a situation can never occur that brings a surprise to God. God did not need a plan B. The prophet Hosea wrote that God's son would be called out of Egypt in Hosea 11.1. After Herod's death, Joseph has another dream and the angel speaks to him and says again, no questions, no arguing, no problem. Joseph, Mary, and Jesus head to Nazareth. God had protected them. There are three things I want us to take from the after story, the after party, so to speak. First, the safest place for us to be is where God leads us. The wise men followed a star and it led them to the Christ child. The wise men followed God's instructions in a dream and they escaped Herod's wrath. Joseph followed the angel's instructions in a dream and escaped to Egypt. Joseph followed God's instructions in a dream and went to Nazareth. The safest place you can be is in the center of God's will. Whatever path in life that it takes you, God knows where it will lead. How much better to follow the path that he leads you down? The second thing I want us to see in this is that a Christian isn't exempt from trouble. This Christmas story has difficulty and suffering. The wise men avoid the wrath of Herod by not going back. Mary and Joseph flee for their life and the life of Jesus. Multitudes of innocent babies are killed by a mad king. But God leads us through our problems and our situations and provides the way through. He gives us the strength that we need. He comforts us. He is always with us. And we need to trust him to be with us as we follow the path set before us. The third thing we see here is that God is in control. We can always feel safe when we are living according to the will of God. That doesn't mean that our lives are going to be trouble free. In fact, it's the contrary. It doesn't mean that bad things won't happen to us. They will. We're going to go through hard times. Remember Jesus in his ministry said, in this world you will have trouble, but fear not, I have overcome the world. God is in control. Everything that happened in the Christmas story and after the Christmas story, after the birth was planned by God. He is in the Christmas story every step of the way. He is in our lives and in our story every day step of the way God is in control God is faithful 
And Joseph was obedient to God and God provided by his perfect plan. Joseph was obedient. Now, I spent some time talking about Joseph and the trust God must have had in him. But listen to the story. Understand this. Joseph never questioned God. You want to know what kind of man Joseph was? You have your answer. The angel comes to Joseph and says, hey, take Mary as your wife. That child is God's. And Joseph says, okay. He awakens in the middle of the night after a dream that says, please take the baby and run. Go to Egypt to protect him. Herod is looking to kill him. And he does. He gets up and goes right away. He doesn't wait. He doesn't give time. The faith of Joseph to follow God is unbelievable. Even more so, the faith of Mary in Joseph in his following of God is unbelievable we look at this story and we don't see those things we just talk about a savior being born but think about the faith of these two god knew what he was doing when he chose mary and joseph to be the father the stepfather and the mother of jesus on this earth he needed someone who would trust him and lead his child save his child protect his child protect him in the midst of all of this stuff. Folks, God is truly good. Our God saves, our God protects, and our God gives his protection to his children. What is he calling you out of today? Where is he calling you to go? What is he leading you to do? And even better than that, when he does, are you willing to follow in the same way that Joseph did. In the same way that Mary did. And in the same way that Jesus did. Joseph's faith must have been amazing. Because when God said go, Joseph went. No questions asked, he just went. We're going to close things out today. But I want us to understand this. As we celebrate this Christmas season, I encourage you this. Don't forget what Christmas is all about. Sure, it's over for another year, right? But remember, if the Christmas story isn't part of your story, you don't understand the relationship we need to have with God. It's a part of the Easter story. It's a part of every story. So as we close, let's just go before him in prayer. If you have a decision to make, please make it. Lift it up before him. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your protection, your provision, Lord, your, your, your comfort that you offer each and every day. And Lord, I thank you that Christmas doesn't have to be a one time of year thing. I thank you that it's not, Lord, and I pray that we would keep our eyes on that throughout the year celebrate the birth of this baby your son Christ the Lord Father go with us lead us and direct us protect us Lord from the things that we face continue to guide us down the path you would have us to go 
We thank you. We praise you. We give you the glory. We pray this in your holy and precious name. Amen. I hope you have a blessed and wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Have a wonderful day. And again, we want to thank you for tuning in for our services here on our um, podcast page. Thank you for listening and hope you had a blessed time with us. You can get more information on Newland Christian Church at newlandchristianchurch.com or go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash newlandchristianchurch. And until next week, we hope you have a blessed week in the Lord.